0: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun.
1: And indeed, we are joined by Kirk Kenny of the San Diego Union Tribune, a frequent contributor to the program. And, of course, the San Diego State football season is underway. Aztecs knock off the University of Ohio 20-13 on Saturday. Another home game coming up this Saturday against Idaho State. And, Kirk... Uh, before we get to the game, because I definitely want to talk more about the game than anything else, but let's just get the white elephant out of the way. The again, the attendance—it it just kind of surprises me. I, you know, I, I San Diego State has done all it could, it, it it can do to try to, you know, improve its lot, improve its situation uh, through no fault of its own. The Pac-12 kind of collapsed on them at the last second. But you open up a season, you got this beautiful stadium. I uh, the students were fantastic. I mean, they were they were packed into the student section. But again, and uh, a whole side of that stadium just uh, was not really attended. And uh, it's got to have Aztec officials kind of scratching their heads a little bit, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, as you said, the students came out very well, and I expect even more will come out this week. I have a feeling they're going to open up some sections and let as many students come in as want to attend uh I just think their pricing model was uh, was not calculated as correctly for this market as it might have been um I think the prices are too high and that's reflected in the uh, visitor side uh, I think this week again they're gonna they're gonna be hurting for fans um so we'll see that it'll be I think much better for the Ucla game uh, but ticket prices even for that one are, are higher so uh, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of figure this out and uh, I I would think in the next season or two they'll try and dial it in a little bit better.
3: So that's interesting because yesterday we're talking to Kirk Kenny here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline and um, we talked about it yesterday and Chris basically said it was because of the opponents that they play but you're saying that they're you're, you're expecting more people here on Saturday night but that's a I, it was Idaho State. He's
1: expecting more. He's expecting more
3: students. More Saturday students. Night. Okay, so, all right. But yeah. students, yeah. I guess they're just trying. They just need to fill up the stadium in any way possible. But do you think it is a uh, a problem with the opponents that they're playing? I think it's more the ticket pricing than the opponent. Um,
2: prices for this game range from thirty to one hundred and ten dollars plus fees, which add another twenty to thirty percent. Um. And I, I just don't think a lot of people want to pay that much to go to a game. And on top of which, it, you know, the whole temperature thing, And all, it was 83 degrees at kickoff. One thing I'm going to monitor this weekend, I'm going to look for what the temperatures are across the nation for other football games and report that and what their attendance is. Because, you know, I, it was 83 degrees. I know it's hot if you're sitting in the sun, but it's not like – it's not like sitting on the phone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, it does seem like people have been... It, honestly, Kirk, I mean, over the year, and we'll move on because I really want to talk about the game and and what this team has, but it, honestly, over the years, it seems like there's been different excuses at different times for why people don't support Aztec football the way I feel like they should, and and, and I really believe the interest in the Aztecs is, is really close to being at an all-time high after what the basketball team did, and Again, I, I feel for these kids that go out there and play in front of a half-empty stadium, and I, I just wish it was something that would, would somehow magically change. And if if they have to get the prices lower in order to get more people, this beautiful stadium deserves to be filled up. All right, let's move on. Let's get into the game. Uh, I was really impressed with their defense, as I always am with Brady Hope, but this is a game that could have gotten away from them had they not you know stopped a couple of drives early in the football game. Then got that huge turnover right before halftime because I, I think Ohio seemed to really have control of the game, even even when they brought the backup quarterback in. They were their drives were more impressive than what the Aztecs were doing. But Brady Hoke and uh, that defense came up big when they had to.
2: Yeah, the uh, Ohio really seemed to move the ball until it got to crunch time, got to red zone time, and then the Aztecs stiffened up and made plays. So they, in fact, outgained Aztecs in. Offensive yardage, but when it came time to, you know, get it in the end zone, they couldn't do it until the last two minutes. And uh State, their defense, I think they want to be able to get more pressure on the quarterback. Uh, but they did they did very well. You know, three takeaways with interceptions. They should have had a fourth, I think, that would have um, made it even more lopsided. A hundred yard return yeah. by uh, Marcus Ratcliffe that was called back. Uh, but the defense really led the way, and then the offense came around too.
3: Talking to Kirk Kenny, Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline, and we had uh, Ryan Lindley on the show last week, and he was talking about the offense and what kind of goals he has for the team. What would you say you thought about the offense in the first week?
2: I think it's definitely a work in progress. A little disappointed early on that they weren't able to able to do a little bit more, but I was impressed, and I think it's something to build on, that toward the end of the first half they had a, a touchdown drive that they completed in 44 seconds. And then in the uh, fourth quarter, they had a 10-play drive that also was very impressive. Uh, Jalen Maiden hit seven straight passes to five different guys, and they were able to, to put that one in the end zone as well. So I think those are definitely things to build on, and we'll just see how they can progress.
1: Yeah, it was kind of weird because for, for long stretches of the game, their offense was was pretty inept and, and a lot of three-and-outs and you know, quick drives and going backwards – and then just out of nowhere, right before halftime, 44 seconds, bam. And, and, and I mean, how about Riverboat Gamble and Brady Hope going for the touchdown with six seconds to go in the half? You know, when, when Jaden Maiden dropped back to pass, I thought this has got to be a, just a fade pattern to the corner of the end zone. There's no time for anything else. And once he pulled the ball down started running around, I'm like, oh, no, they're not even going to get a field goal. And then, uh, fortunately, the tight end popped wide open. So uh, Brady gambled and won. Yeah, he he said
2: afterwards that he just wanted to show some confidence in the offense and and also some confidence in his defense. And I I think it spoke volumes to be able to, you know, try and go for it there and then come through for
3: it. Uh, Kirk, I get asked a lot about the Aztecs football team because everybody knows they have a great defense. But this year, my biggest uh, question I don't know how to answer is who is going to or what position is going to make the Aztecs win this year? Well, on
2: offense, they've talked about the tight ends a lot, and, and we saw with Mark Redmond had two touchdown catches, and I think the tight end group as a whole had about seven receptions, whereas last year they averaged about two, two-and-a-half catches a game. So that was a, a place where they really stepped up. And I, I do think the wide receiver room is going to show marked improvement. They had a true freshman, Balin Brooks. He he came and had a couple of receptions, and I think he'll be fun to watch and watch him progress. And then Makai Shaw, who's a kid from Scripps Ranch, who's – kind of stepped into that leadership role and he came out and had a very big day as well. So I think both those groups are going to continue to progress and, and the running back room is also pretty good. So I think the potential is there for the offense to be pretty good.
1: You know, the other thing that I thought was impressive was the performance of uh, the punter uh, slash kicker uh, Browning. I know he did miss a short field goal and he was probably upset with himself for that, but he had a long field goal and his punts were just off the charts. I mean, We go from Matt Ariza to this. The Aztecs have had themselves a nice little stretch here with these punters, and it it doesn't sound like a lot to a lot of fans out there, but the field position with the defense you have is a big deal. Yeah, you're right.
2: You know, for years and years we've always thought of, oh, here comes the punter, but Matt Ariza and now with uh, Jack Browning, they've both made it where you kind of you know, wait a sec before you head off to the concession stand or the restroom after the punt. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: it, and it's really fun to watch it, and especially I, even in, I notice it in practice is the ball just booms off the foot differently than most guys. Yeah. And, and the first punt against Ohio, the returner had to back up 5 or 10 yards and turn his shoulders to, to go get that ball. It was, I think, a 60-yarder. Uh, so it's very impressive, and, it, and it's really become a weapon for him.
3: Talking to Kirk Kenny here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And I'm going to bring it up, even though I don't even want to talk about the conference situation anymore, because I don't think there's anything left to do. Very annoyed by everything. But do you think this is something that is hovering over the team? I don't necessarily think that the players are going to be affected by it. But do you think some of the other pieces, like the coaching staff, like uh, the athletic director, J.D. Wicker, do you think this is kind of hovering over them? I don't think day-to-day it is for the most part. I mean, they're they're into their season,
2: so you're just focusing on the next opponent. Especially if you're a senior, it wasn't really going to impact you anyway because you're going to be gone by the time anything would have changed. And now we're, we're more than into all these stories and discussion and on and on, and nothing's really happened. So I just think until actually someone got some definitive news, it's not something that really impacts their lives. I think the next thing we're going to see is what happens with Cal and Stanford. If they do, in fact, go to the ACC and leave Oregon State and Washington State behind, then that's where there might be some renewed interest in, okay, do they get um, embraced by the Mountain West or how does that all shake out?
1: Yeah, Aztec football off to a 1-0 start. That's good news. Uh, they'll play Idaho State this weekend and UCLA the weekend after that. So they get three games at home. Then they go to Oregon State. I mean, there's some pretty nice games on the schedule. Uh, Boise State. Uh, I mean, you know, look, there's some good games to go to, and I, I just implore, I hope people will go out and support this, this team, these kids. Uh, they didn't, they didn't price out the tickets, you know. I mean, it, it, they go out and play their butts off, and, and I think they play pretty good football. You know, a lot of people complained last year that it wasn't an exciting product. I've always maintained. Kirk, we went through a lot of years with, you know, and I don't want to point out fingers of Tom Kraft or anybody like that. It's just his name came to mind as coach. But they used to lose a lot of high-scoring games. Now they win a lot of lower-scoring games. If I had my choice, I'd take winning lower-scoring games, wouldn't you? Uh, I would, too. And
2: that's one thing that's really puzzled me through this, you know, 12 years of or 13 years of, of very good success. Um, and, and it, I scratched my head because in the Marshall Falk era 30 years ago, they would get crowds of 45, 50,000 have some high scoring games, but they had a lot of losses during that time too.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and it, it really puzzles me how they can, you know, not draw better than they do when they have, uh, years and years of success.
3: All right, Kirk. So when I texted you and said, Hey, you're ready to come on the show. You said, yes, I'm just going <laughs> to have to, uh, put aside my show bonanza for a second is what you were watching. So... Sell me on Bonanza. What episode, if there is one episode for me to watch, which storyline is it? Well,
2: Matt, with a show like Bonanza, you can't just I, See, I, can't I kind of wrong. figured you I was... You can't
1: go wrong. Just watch any episode. You'll be hooked, right? Okay, Kirk? sell it to me. What? Why would I like it? Yeah, what's the big hook for Bonanza, Kirk? Okay, this is
2: Bonanza, but it's also the, the Western genre in general. Uh it's nice in life to see some situation resolved in an hour, and, <laughs> and and especially when uh when when good almost always succeeds over evil.
3: There you go. But I uh, I kind of want evil sometimes to succeed over good. Yes,
2: you do because you're a strange well, person. It's a TV show. Matt Matt, that's someone something to talk about with your counselor <laughs> i do we talk about it
1: all the time <laughs> <laughs> matt's uh, matt's counselor has to work overtime to try to take uh, oh care yeah. of this guy oh yeah
2: she's probably listening <laughs> right you, now maybe you and your counselor sit down and
1: and listen to bonanza yes you and your counselor uh, should watch a couple of bonanza episodes I'm gonna have maybe to... you would
3: start turning your
1: your mind around
3: scraby i i'm you know what i'm gonna text her right now and see if she knows what bonanza is what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Or if she's ever watched it before, I'm going to text her right Everybody now. Everybody
1: knows what Bonanza is. It's an all time show, it's a Hall of Fame type television show.
3: All right. All right back geez, in the day.
1: Geez. All right. Kirk Kenny, Hall of Fame reporter for the San Diego Union Tribune. If he's not yet, he will be one day. Kirk, thanks so much for everything. As always, go back to your TV shows. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you this weekend uh, out at the Snapdragon. And uh, catch up to you again next week and talk a little Aztec football. Thanks again for the report. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Kirk Kenny right there uh, getting it done, as always, on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way. Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Chevrolet, find new roads.
0: Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. You did pretty good, Chris. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?